There's a place. Out where the fake news is muffled. Past the point where politicians get silent. Where facts don't care about your feelings. Where PC is DOA. This is that place. Welcome to the last stop on the right. As Plutarch noted to William of Orange when they crossed into the Oregon Territory. <laughs> the last pod is the best pod, yo. <laughs> Where do you come up with this stuff? I know, it doesn't make any damn sense. Come Ladies on. and gentlemen, welcome to the last pod on the right here at the last stop on the right.com and our good friends at KLRN Radio. I am Ben Crystal. Got a special, got a special treat for you this evening. A young man that you all know. It's Joe the Policeman from the What's Going Down episode of That's My Mama. Why don't you put your hands together for a Joan Street Posse OG. Pat Reed is here with us, sitting in for Michael this week. P-Hot, Oh, you're up? just so lovely this evening. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. <laughs> How you doing, brother? For uh, for those of you who do not know, uh, my boy Pat and I have uh, a long radio history together, and he has since gone on to vastly superior things. Oh, come on now. That and, ain't true. Uh, left us all behind. But <laughs> now, we got him back this week, so we're, we're doing it. And uh, Mikey is out this week. He's under the weather, and... Patrick was available, and so we said, yeah, man. 100% man. glad to be here. And, you know, I, um, I listen to the show every week, and the best thing about you're, the show. You're it, man. You're the listener. No, well, yes, I am. But, so um, it just occurred to me, by the way, that if you're here, then we don't have any listeners. Well, my mom. <laughs> yes, your mom is listening. My mom is listening. Hi, mom. How are you? <laughs> no, but when your show comes on, I can um, stream that through my Apple TV, so it shows up on my what does it look like? On on, I haven't screen. seen it. On, what does it look like on Apple? Yes, yeah, it's just got your logo there. Okay. And it's just, oh, the logo yeah, comes up. Yeah, exactly. The logo okay. comes up there, and Here. like you know, it comes through the home theater. I it's great. That. I usually hear you and Mikey just you know doing our thing. My whole thing, you know, we, while uh, just sit on the couch. For those of you who are, who are curious, Patrick, of course, is technologically advanced compared to so many of us, and has the Apple TV. But if you have Apple iTunes. You can listen to uh, the last pod. In fact, uh, we are available on all, in, in addition to our website, laststopontheright.com, through which, of course, you can email us at your at your leisure. And uh, we're also, of course, proud to be part of the KLRN radio family. America's podcast network is KLRN. We're not the only podcast on there. No, we're not. And it's a damn good thing for them because, you know, this is a dumpster fire. <laughs> Come on. It's one of the coolest <laughs> podcasts they got. <laughs> They have some really, really good programs on there. Uh, I want to remind everybody to check out the new podcast on KLRN. It is called Juxtaposition. It is not about politics. And uh, they get they get pretty funky. Oh, yeah? It's kind of like if Art Bell was cool. Oh, yes. It's the best way. I trying to, I've been trying Loved to figure Art out Bell. a way to describe it. It's like Art Bell without all the crazy people that would call it. <laughs> like, you know, the middle of the night, you get somebody calling Art Bell, space aliens are in my yard. Really? Really? But, I need to come investigate. Let's I go. should probably bring the RV over there. But uh, <laughs> check out the rest of the KLR and family. And I urge you to, uh, if you want to hear some cool talk radio that isn't about politics, check out Juxtaposition. It airs on Friday evenings, and uh, it's a good one. Not, you know, that they're going to be thrilled to get a boost from from this program. No. <laughs> but, uh, and also, we are available on all the major, we are now available on all of the major podcasting platforms. iTunes, um, Spotify, iHeart. We're on iHeart, they let us on. Oh, wow. Yeah. You're kidding I, I mean, me. You know, iTunes will let anybody on. iHeart lets you back in the building? Uh, iHeart has Come let on us now. on their podcasting <laughs> platform. Uh, Spreaker, of course, and uh, we always urge you to go to Spreaker because the whole KLR and family is right there. Absolutely, so you get all a, of them in one spot. That is a good, that is a good platform. But really, uh, I think there are a couple of others that I'm not even aware of that somehow we've managed to filter in. We're like, we're like shower molds. <laughs> we keep growing and just keep growing. Very hard to goes kill away. us. Very hard to kill us. But uh, you know, I'm looking at this week, Patrick. I got to remind everybody. Of course, the social media rules apply. Uh, check us out. We've got a Twitter feed. It is active at, at @laststopotr. And for some of the best stuff out there, there's nobody in the world that can come up with 280 characters quite like yourself. Uh, Seriously, well, I mean, that's the true, way that you, you reply that, to this. I mean, the one thing about you could say is, that about like a serial. Killer. Yeah, but <laughs> it is your voice to power, and the way you respond to oh, these people sometimes yeah. is actually really insightful. And it's I'm like, just like laughing the entire time. It's like you're interviewing for a job. I like really you. am, but I'm not because I've been here before. But no, I mean, the way he speaks to power is brilliant, and I love it. I so. say a lot of things to power. Not all of them make sense. No. But if you want to check out what I have to say to power on Twitter, at Last Stop OTR, 
until I get suspended again, which is probably only minutes away. Oh, yeah, it's we coming. Also, we have a Facebook group. Yes, we do. The Facebook group is very active. And I'll say this about social media. Uh, Twitter and Facebook are both well-known for stomping on conservatives and lying about it. You know, oh, we don't do that. Yeah, they do. And we all know that they do. I'm going to give Mark Zuckerberg credit here, uh, which is weird. Yeah. Twitter. Jack Dorsey at Twitter stomps on conservatives. His standards are all over the place. I mean, the things that people on the left can get away with saying without any kind of consequence versus what people on the right can get away with saying without consequence are ridiculous. The divide is ridiculous. You're, oh, yeah, you're exactly I mean, right. Yesterday, for example, David Koch died. And uh, whether you like him or not, whether you like what he did or not, this actually, he was not the villain that the left always made him out to be. Actually, he was he was very supportive of, of LGBTQ rights. Uh, I'm and on immigration policy, yeah, too. And he gave millions upon millions upon millions of dollars to things like cancer research. So they're out. But they it, yesterday, it was he died, and it was like everybody on the left that had a Twitter feed got on there as quickly as possible to, to celebrate. Yeah. And I'm like, you know... I get it. You didn't like the guy. And there are people on the left, like, you know, I guess the closest uh, approximation to David Koch on the, uh, on the right would, or that people on the right point to would be George Soros. Yeah, you're exactly right. When George Soros dies, I'm not going to be sorry, but I'm not going to celebrate it because no. it's twisted and weird. Yeah. You know? It really is. I mean, it's not like you're talking about death. Osama bin Laden, but like, ha ha. Yeah. But these guys, they filled Twitter with yep. just unbelievable and some really prominent voices. You had Bette Midler, who is, I mean, granted, she's sort of like a raisin now. Well, you know, I see you reply to her all the time. She's really she's turned into a very turned sad, into person. A sad person. You're uh, it, exactly it, right. It makes me sad because she was a really entertaining human being for a very long time. And she is just this shriveled up, like, I call her, she's a hate raisin now. You're exact. Yeah, that's she it. shriveled up. She was a, a she was a, a delicious grape. <laughs> <laughs> Now she is this shriveled old, old just and she's nasty. so angry. <laughs> and uh, Bill Maher, There's... Uh, last night on his show, um, and we're taping on a Saturday today, um, last night on his show, was was openly celebrating, you know, ha-ha, and, and even said, I hope it's, I hope you suffered before you die. And I'm like, man, I, these That's people. That's mean. But they let them get away with it. Yeah. But then, uh, but then, if you were to say like, "Oh, I, you know, Bette Midler, I hope you get hit by a truck," I'm just saying that hypothetically. I do not hope that Midler gets hit by a truck. Yeah. Because I wouldn't want to wish that on the truck's insurance company, uh, among other things. I mean, you never get all the Midler out of the grill. And like see, that. this is what the difference. And and here's another. If I point. said that, they would suspend. Just if I this said week, that, they would absolutely suspend. Yeah. Oh no. Oh, there's no doubt about that. But, but just Facebook this, doesn't do that. Sure. But just this week, you saw a. a Justice Ruth Bader Yeah, diagnosed Ginsburg. with pancreatic cancer. And That's terrible. Nobody news. from the right. Nobody from the right. Yeah. None of your prominent figures on the right came out and said well, nasty this is a woman, just vitriol stuff and, about it. You know, and actually I'm glad you brought that up because that was an interesting juxtaposition hours after everybody found out that David Koch had died and social media had turned into just a just an open sewer. It really was. The things I saw people saying about David Koch, I wouldn't have said about anybody south of like Osama bin Laden. It was yeah. really bad. Yeah. And again, we're not talking about just the usual idiots. You know, we're talking these about these are your prominent Democrats. These are people with blue checks next to their name, the whole nine yards, and they're out there like having themselves a party. I'm like, man. And then hours later, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, we find out that she had been diagnosed, I guess. She has had cancer before. Yes. But pancreatic cancer is a big deal, people. Yeah. This is not like, oh, I got a melanoma on my nose. I go get the dermatologist. They cut it off. You go away. You're done. Sure. Pancreatic cancer is a big deal, even if it's like stage 0.5. That's a very bad place to have cancer. It's a 90% mortality rate. Among yeah. other things, because even if you survive it, uh, the likelihood is you're going to end up being forced into diabetes because, of course, they're going to probably have to remove a great deal and you need your pancreas. So, exactly. And it's it's not funny, and I don't like Ruth Bader Ginsburg's politics. I've probably opposed to every single. De I would say, ninety five of the percent of the decisions that she's made as a Supreme Court justice, I have been like she got this wrong. Yes, but I'm not happy that she has pancreatic cancer. No. That's terrible. You don't do that. No, man. you just don't do that. I'm telling you right now, the left has descended, and I think this is going to cost them next year. The left has descended into such just angry chaos. That they're going to play themselves out of the game because normal people 
don't like that. No, they don't. Normal people do not hear people say, ha ha, that guy died and ah, screw him. I hope, and like Bill Maher going, I hope he suffered and now is in hell. And I'm like, nobody talks like that that isn't kind of twisted to begin with. You're exactly right. And this is, we're talking about the leadership. But I, the only reason I bring that up is to, because I don't want to spend a whole day on, on how liberals are just angry all the time. Uh, I bring it up because I'm going to give Mark Zuckerberg credit. We have, the last stop on the right has a Facebook group. And it is very active. They are. And people are not shy about their opinions. <laughs> uh, and I'll give them credit for that. You know, it's fine. Because I say, when we set that that group up, we're like, hey, you all have at it. You know, just try to keep the, you know, the profanity to a dull roar. Because my mom visits that. Place. Exactly. I don't want my mom to see people going F this, F that, whatever. Uh, but by and large, you know, you're free to go as, as you please in there. Zuckerberg has not stomped on that page. Uh, Zuckerberg is not stomped on a lot of pages that Twitter would have. Yes. So I'll give him credit for that. And I would say at this point, the Facebook group is actually more active because there's less likelihood of censorship than the, uh, than the, the Twitter feed. And, and again, the Twitter feed, you know, where, you know, you're always 30 seconds away from getting suspended because you upset the wrong liberal. Exactly. In right. Mountain View, California, <laughs> wherever the hell their headquarters are. Because, you know, they've just got people in a box. Yes. And they just sit there and they just watch the feed. Oh, scroll it all that's, that's day long. Whacking the microphone. <laughs> uh, yeah, and they're just scrolling. They're looking for things to upset them. And they see something that they don't like. And they're like, boom. And they drop the hammer. And you're suspended. Yeah. And uh, and it's almost routine. You For a liberal to get suspended on Twitter, it's the last time I can think of a, a prominent lib getting suspended were the, those idiot Krasenstein brothers. Yeah, and that's been a little bit. And, and you know, those guys were ridiculous. Oh, I mean, they, that were, was a, yeah. they were they were holding up crazy flags all the time. So eventually Twitter's like, all right, this has got to stop. Plus, they were crooks. I mean, it's okay. I mean, if you want to make fun of people for their political beliefs, fine. It's well, okay yeah, because to do that that's sort of fine. stuff. That's the thing, But man, in terms that we of do wishing that here people all the time. to die, that is a whole yeah. other ball. I mean, Celebrating or, that or a dude burning is Hell, you know, or whatever. And also, you know, David Koch had, in addition to not being the bad guy that they they seem to have convinced themselves that he he is or was. And I I did see people on Facebook that I like that are liberals. Yes, a couple of whom actually got pretty ugly. And I'm like, man, what the hell is wrong with you people? But you know, the, he's still got a family. I mean, if if Barack Obama got hit by a bus tomorrow. Sure. Nobody's going to celebrate because it's very sad. And he's got a wife and kids and they would miss him. And if even if you hated the guy like you hate bone cancer, exactly. you're not going to be like, you know, because you're looking at his kids going, I'm glad your dad's dead. That's messed <laughs> up, dude. It's, I don't know. I, he, it really is. It was. I mean, these guys, this is the party of anti-Semitism at this point. No doubt. And now they're adding to it. The party is celebrating dead people. And I'm like, you know, when we've talked about it here on the last pod on the right on more than one occasion that you guys are putting yourselves, if you're a liberal, and I know a couple of you listening because uh, I get your emails. Um, <laughs> I, you know, if I'm telling you, I've told you this before, you guys are going to play yourselves out of the game because, and we've talked, I've said it before on the show, and I know the MAGA people get mad. Trump is an asshole. He is. But <laughs> you guys are so much worse. I keep going. How do you how did you not learn the lesson from 2016? Hillary Clinton lost that election because she made herself so unpalatable that people went, I'm gonna put up with Trump because it she's a She's a 10-carat bitch, man. And here's where we are right now with this with this election coming up. Yeah. You have the Republicans. Okay, Trump is an asshole. We yeah, have we, no doubt about yeah. that. But the like, but the platform of the Republican Party hasn't changed. No, you and it have, really has. Actually, it's become more inclusive. Exactly. 100%. You, like, you look at the other side, and the entire base yeah. has gone completely to the left. When, when you go out and call Joe Biden... Like, oh, I know. I mean, you know, and all we're going to talk about that in a sure, minute. Sure, but no, no, I'm saying when you're saying Biden that he's too Obama. moderate, yeah. when he was the vice president under President Obama, that I mean, what debate, are you doing? That last debate, that was the moment that I went, oh my God, they completely lost their minds yeah. because you've got them attacking Biden and saying, you know, your policies were garbage, and I, I'm sitting there going. You guys realize that he was just the shotgun uh, shotgun seat. The driver of that car was the was the sanctified Barack Obama. You're exactly right. So they're hammering Biden. I'm like, you know, and it's the same thing with their immigration nonsense. Yeah. And I'm like, those cages that you object to Trump putting kids in, supposedly, Obama built them. Yeah, he he most certainly did. You know, and Biden's out there giving his speeches, which and we can, he is 
still the lead dog. Yes. And I'm going to say it again. I say it every week now. Joe Biden is not going to be the nominee. I'm not even convinced that he wants it. No. And he had another one this way. You know, it's like the gas machine. I guess Operation Put a Sock in It did not work because he's still out there just making a fool of himself. Well, I think what Joe, I think, I'm, I really think what Joe believes is that he can save, I think that he believes, I'm not saying that's what I believe or Ben believes. Oh, you think he can he save He believes, them. he thinks he can save the democracy. Dude, he thinks own, that the democracy's in peril and he can save it. His own wife told voters that they should, and I'm going to quote here, hold their noses. <laughs> I'm like, if you're, if you're wife is out there saying nah you know my boy joe he's my man and you know hold your nose and vote for joe i'm like uh i don't know what's going on in that house but that doesn't sound like i mean that's not what i'll call it. if your wife is not coming out 100 sure. if she's telling you no it's i live with the guy I mean, she's been with the guy for 40 years or whatever and she's like eh, exactly you know but when he's out there and saying and you know they had the whole thing two weeks ago with the poor kids Remember, he was yes. like, what was it? Poor kids are just as smart as white kids. And I'm like, dude, they're not another species. What the oh, hell are you even talking about? What are you talking about? So are they, they come out, his people come out and they're like, okay, we're going to, what we're going to do with Joe is we're going to, we're going to dial back the public appearances. Yeah. Because we want to make sure that we don't let Joe get completely out of hand. And he has a tendency to get out of hand. And he immediately goes back out and he's like, you know, in the late 70s when Jay, when uh, Robert, uh, when RFK and MLK were both assassinated in the late 70s. And I'm like, dude, it was the late 60s, 60s. man. And you Come were on, alive dude. for it. So how do you remember it? Like, it kept waiting for him to go, oh, did I say the late 70s? I meant my late 70s. You were four years away from like a, like a becoming in the office, man. I, what are you doing? I'm, I was sitting there going, I'll bet you. He's just got to the point now. He's like, seriously, did I did I say the late 70s? I meant, you know, my late 70s. Oh my Bernie's over there going, that was my late 90s, man. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, but that's uh, their lead dog. He is fading, though. Because they're catching up to him. Those yeah. 13, 15 point leads, those are gone now. It's like he's in the single digits. I think I saw a poll this week, and, you know, I was, I might have been Rasmussen, but, you know, we've established that the polls don't know what the hell they're talking no, about. That's 100% true. I feel like that's a lesson we all learned in 2016 is that the pollsters are just out there and on the moon, man. Who do they talk to? I mean, I'm always like, who are you calling? Nobody <laughs> ever calls me. Now, I know, granted, they never call me. Now, I did hear, uh, I might have been Limbaugh. I'm not sure. I don't listen to a lot of talk radio, which is, and it's not because I'm anti-talk radio. It's because I'm just doing other stuff. Of know? course. But I was driving, I think I was driving my wife somewhere and, and you know, we had like, I think we had Limbaugh on the car for a minute and yeah. he, he had an opinion of me. He's like, I think that either people are embarrassed to say they're going to vote for Trump or they're, he's, they're gaming the polls. Like, he's like, I think there are a significant number of people out there who answer the polls wrong just because they're like, you guys are clowns. Yeah. And I'm like, that, that's, see, that's, that's something quite I, possible. It's quite know, possible. At first, I was like, no, that's not happening. Then I thought I would totally do that. <laughs> I would. I, somebody, if a pollster ever called me and was like, who are you voting for? I'd been like, I'd be like, I don't know, Phil Hockenbooper, you know, <laughs> whatever that guy's, you know, the guy from, the, he just dropped out. Not Hockenbooper. I always forget his name. Hickenlooper. <laughs> yes. John Hickenlooper. He's from Colorado. Yeah. I stole yeah, that I from, I got to admit, I stole that from John Pedaritz, by the way. I call, I call him <laughs> Phil Hockenbooper because who gives a Phil crap Hockenbooper. what his name is? <laughs> He's who out, by the way. Who gives a what your name is? <laughs> Nobody cares. Uh, Jay Inslee's out. Phil Hockenbooper is out. Nuke Boy Swalwell is out. Yes. One or two others have, uh, Molten quit. Yes, he did. I forgot he was in. <laughs> I'm like, oh my it's God, it's like breaking news. Seth Moulton has abandoned his bid for the presidency. And I'm sitting there going, Seth Moulton was running for president? I didn't even know that. Every <laughs> time you watch the height of the debate, I'm not sure if this is just me, but every time I watch it, I'm like, I didn't even know that guy was running. Who, Who are is you? <laughs> Tim Ryan. Yes. Tim Ryan. There's a, He's still <laughs> it. He hadn't given it up yet. But like the first time you see him, you're looking at him going, okay, wait a minute. I know you're no, I know you're somebody. But it's very well, and I gotta say this for the for the also rans in that field, guys like Castro, yeah, and Ryan, and some of these dudes that you know just have no chance. Yeah, they're Be just applying for the VP. Yeah, they're just up there because they're trying to. I don't know, maybe they're they're applying for you know a board position somewhere after this is over. Uh, between your when your leadership is is Biden, who half the time looks like he's having some kind of a senior moment. Yeah. Bernie, who's just up there, I believe the children are the future. <laughs> Teach them well, in. I mean, he's, Bernie's a, he's a, he's a, it's a comedy act, but it's not intentional. It's like if Mel Brooks wasn't joking. <laughs> I, so every time I see Bernie, oh, I'm like. Oh, that's the best thing I've heard all week. <laughs> if Mel Brooks was trying to be serious, 
He hey, I'm Bernie Sanders, <laughs> and I think it's $16 trillion to stop the global warming. Oh, my god! I'm like, gosh. dude, stop. He's, I mean, okay, fine. Elizabeth Warren, who is who is an angrier Hillary Clinton. Yes. She really is. She is very unpalatable. And you I, think you know, she's got chops, don't you? I think she's going to be their nominee. Wow. Unless, and we're going to get, I just, we're going to hold off on this for a second. Here okay. at the last pod on the right. Uh, my boy Patrick brought up a possibility yesterday that I had not considered that actually, and get ready for it. Okay, y'all sit right where yeah. you're sitting right now, because this is coming. But uh, um, when you look at these guys, they've got their leaders, they're all nuts. You've got angry, angrier Hillary Elizabeth Warren. You've got crazy old communist Bernie Sanders. I mean, the dude's like one step away from singing like Soviet torch songs. Well, yeah, I'm, I mean, he's from Vermont. They need to just get away with that state anyway. You know <laughs> what I'm like, saying? Oh. Just let that go annex to Canada for just, a minute. You just know? make your damn ice cream and shut up. Please. I'm going to come up there. I'm going to ski. I'm going to eat some Ben and Jerry's. I'm going to leave. Yes. Peace out. You guys have fun. But uh, um, then and you've got all these other people up there. But then you get people like Marianne Williamson. Who has no chance. Yeah. But you know guys like Castro and Moulton and Hockenbooper and Swalwell and even Mayor Pete, they when she starts talking, all of these guys who are hoping maybe they could pull off an upset, she's killing them. Oh, completely killing Because them. she is such a lunatic. She speaks and you forget the ten guys before her said anything. And the ten guys after her to be honest. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, what did she just, did what she did just she say? say? Department of Love? <laughs> That was great. Marianne Williamson, to me, it's like if I, I don't want to get into trouble with the Scientologists, so I'm just going to say, imagine if there was a, oh, I don't know, prominent cult that was active and, you know, and they were had like, you know, the recruiters. Yeah. Marianne Williamson seems to me like if she does it, this doesn't pan out for her. She could recruit for like a doomsday cult. Oh, completely could. Yeah. Like she could be out. I could see Marianne Williamson telling like a crowd of people, drink the Kool-Aid and you'll get to ride the <laughs> meteor to heaven. <laughs> I mean, she's that kind of weird, but the damage she does to the rest of the nominees by being up there, because you can't take anything like you just said. You know, I said to people before her, you forget what they said, and you pointed out you don't hear the people after her either because it's so weird. You're still processing that this is a serious candidate, and it's such a nutball. She's damaging everybody else's chances. Two or three times, I've actually paused the TV did just, she just to rewind say... it to say, did she just say what? I mean, no, seriously, did, I've done was, that. Did she just say Department of Love? I think she did. Yes, yeah, she did. Uh, but, oh. okay, I want to bring this up because you pointed – I had not even thought about this. And then you said this to me yesterday. Yeah. Uh, and, I, you know, this may be – I'm sure someone else has floated this out there, but I had not heard it. So, last pod on the right um, – prediction exclusive i'm going to call it it's an exclusive prediction from our there handi- you go. from the handicap department here at uh, the last point all right our odds makers meaning patrick <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's only one okay so you said this to me yesterday all these guys and it's such a clown car with the democrat nominees and you said there is one person and if they announced would lock it up overnight and i said holy crap i hadn't thought of that but you're right who is it Oprah Winfrey. He's right. You get a nomination. You get a nomination. You get a nomination. Everybody gets a nomination. Everybody gets a nomination. Uh, that is insanely true. It it's sad, but and, it's insanely and you true. know what? She could give Trump a run for his money because too. Trump has proven now successfully. You don't have to that be a politician. He can be a reality show host and become president of the United States. And she is the queen almighty of television. She is the queen. She is the queen. There is if she were to run today, she would win You're the Democratic nomination. Right. And I'm not sure she doesn't beat President Trump. I, I think, and I hadn't thought about that. And I know you're sitting here going, man, I listened to the last pot on the right because these guys are kind of funny and cool. And the next thing I know, they're talking about damn Oprah Winfrey. If you stop and think about it for a minute, let me give you a second here to consider what Patrick just told you. Oprah Winfrey, and I don't think she want. I don't think she would want to take the pay cut. No, and what and you know and we she did, would have to divest herself so much stuff. Um, and the one thing that we discussed earlier, you know, the stuff she did in politics during the last election cycle didn't work, especially here in That's Georgia, true. did not work at all. That's true. They Oprah came down here and tried to buy the state governor's race, and she did it in Florida too. She came down yeah, for Gillum. she did. So I, actually, Oprah tried to buy a couple of governor's races for Democrats and and it failed, but. I think you're right, dude. I think if Oprah comes out right now and says, I'm going to um, I'm going to put all the, you know, the O magazine, her multi 
billion-dollar entertainment empire in a blind trust, you know, like Romney did with Bain Capital. Exactly. And you're allowed to do that. But she's going to do all that. She can say, I'm going to put it all in a blind trust. I'm going to let Gail uh, run it or whoever her special friend is. Her friend. Uh, <laughs> her, her, her special friend. Uh, and I'm going to be, I want to be the Democrat nominee. Uh, I think you're right. Yeah. And I had not thought of that. You said it yesterday. And I was sitting there because we were talking about the fact that it is such a clown car. It really is. That they're, and because and, I had made the comment to you that I honestly believe, A, Biden is not going to hang on. And B, I think it's going to be Elizabeth Warren. Um, I just can't see it, man. Well, I mean, you look at who else is it. Bernie Sanders, if he could potentially, I guess he could pull it off. I mean, they did have to cheat him out of the nomination in 2016. See, there's a part of me that says... And the says, woke kids love him, and the Democrats are trying to play to that audience. Now. Yeah. See, the thing to me about her is she is a female version of Bernie Sanders, in my opinion. She's and, worse, though, because she's... I mean, she's worse because she's, I mean, Bernie, I don't think all his dogs are barking. But uh, talking but electorally, hers and that's all I'm talking here, yeah. you know, he can't win the Rust Belt state that Trump won. As you point out, she can't out, either. She, if she can't win them either, no. then why as a Democratic Party? And you and I talked about this last why night. Why would you even consider somebody that you, you if you're looking at history, yes. even 2016, you don't have to go that far back. Yeah. You look at 2016 and the way Hillary basically campaigned on uh, blue states, you're my people, and if you're in the red states, f you. Yeah. In some cases, didn't even bother to show up. And I mean, instead Elizabeth, of like a Wisconsin, Michigan, yeah. Pennsylvania. Elizabeth Warren's out there saying, "I'm gonna put you fools out of business." Yeah. Bernie Sanders says the same things, but Bernie's Bernie's gotten to the point now where it's like he's like one of those crazy dudes on the sidewalk with the sandwich board, like the end is near. <laughs> yeah, like a, he's a caricature of stuff, he, he is you know? he's one of those guys now that like if bernie showed up like on the sidewalk outside the next democrat debate with like a, a sign saying like repent now i wouldn't be shocked because he's no. that kind of weird you're exactly right but they're playing to this woke base that they think they have to and i've talked about it here on the last pod on the right before that they are it's an error because they live in their little bubble and those kids make so much damn noise and it's all they hear so they're like oh we got to appeal to these guys and to be fair, right now they're trying to get a nomination. Sure. So they're not trying to win over Republican voters. They're trying to get the nomination. That means getting the Democrats. But these kids are, I mean, AOC and uh, and Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib. In some cases, these are, ab I mean, AOC is an idiot. Yes. Uh, Rashida Tlaib oh, and Ilhan yeah. Omar are garbage. Completely honest. And these are bad people. Yeah. So, yeah, that might get you the nomination, but you turn around after you get it, having played to that base, whether you, and I think Elizabeth Warren is the most likely person to be able to do it. Uh, but then you're going to turn around. First of all, not only will that not work, because I think you're going to find out about 70% of the people in the United States do not like them. No, not at all. And you don't, they don't hear it because it's they live in the liberal bubble now and they only watch the CNN and the MSNBC and they read the New York Times and they think that's all that's out there. And it's like Hillary Clinton did. They make the miscalculation of underestimating how many people really don't like you. Do not like her. Look at 2008. <laughs> we just talked about this last night. That's true. They you, were all set for Hillary and then they built Barack Obama in a lab and brought him out. She like uh, she... Oh, Heike, they all wanted her to be the nominee. Mm -hmm. And then they saw every poll that came out said that she would lose to John McCain. Every right. single poll that came out. And like uh, the Dems rightly said, well, if you she's going to lose, yeah. and, if you, and if you look at the polls, they all looked at Barack Obama. They said, well, he's not going to win the nomination, no. but he would fare really well against John McCain. And then the, and then yep. the leadership of that party said rightly – well, why am I going to run Hillary? Like, let's get behind this guy. Yeah. And lo and behold, he beat John McCain. And, there he and is. you knew it right away. In fact, yeah. I recall you specifically saying to me about eight months before the general election, he hadn't even secured the nomination. No. And you were like, Barack Obama's going to be the next president. And you were right. Yeah. And you were right. And it was. Uh, and, you know, they've got enough going on that's working against them just from an internal point that you look at these people and you say, the people to whom they are trying to relate in order to secure the not the fact that you got to go that far to the left that you got to play up to people like AOC and Ilhan Omar and that group and the Antifa garbage that you have to do that in order to get the nomination you're going to have to come back from that after you get it to try and win the general it's too far which is exactly why they're trying to get rid of the Electoral College by the way and you know what actually you, we mentioned AOC and then you mentioned the Electoral College so my mom 
um, had mentioned to me earlier this week. And AOC, by the way, is now back on Twitter, but she disappeared from Twitter for a week. Oh, she did, yes. And, you know, Twitter, AOC Twitter was usually pretty entertaining because she's really that stupid. She really is. And you go off on her on I a mean, I mean, I'm like, it's, it's almost awesome. shocking how dumb she is. Yeah, I know. And she disappeared. My mom said, what do you think's up? And I said, well, I get two possibilities. One, that crook that was her chief of staff yep. that they had to get rid of because of the campaign finance stuff. Exactly. He was probably running the Twitter account. I think he was probably running the Twitter feed. Or, and, or in combination, um... I wouldn't be surprised because I think it's possible that some of the old school leadership in the Democrat Party has started to figure out that they are actually going to swing so far left that they're not going to be able to make a comeback for the general election to play themselves out of the game. Exactly. And I wouldn't be shocked if Pelosi and Schumer, specifically Pelosi, because and she just killed impeachment yesterday. Oh, she did. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if there was a come to Jesus meeting that we don't know about in which Pelosi said, all right, look, kid. I'm the leader of this party. I'm still the boss. I, you know, you think you're bad, but I mean, you think you're a bad yeah. bitch, but you just basic compared to me. I got claws. You're and her support in her district is very soft. Oh, it really Only is. Only 15% of the district total showed up in that election period. Exactly. So it wasn't like she walked away with a big win. She's not carrying a mandate. She scared billions of dollars and thousands of jobs. Her only actual accomplishment that, you know, other than the Green New Deal, which went nowhere. Oh, are you calling uh, that an accomplishment? Well, I mean, she, wrote, she wrote stuff on a pa- on a piece of paper. I'm like, oh, good for you. It's yeah, like, that's how bar, like, that's how bar winches is doing. She's like, yeah, you know, participation medal, sweetheart. But she, uh, she, her only actual accomplishment is that she ran Amazon out of her district before they could get in there. I wouldn't be shocked. And by the way, brought them to Florida, by the way, yeah. Diego team. Right, now you're a Florida. I'm no. sorry. I know, you got a homeboy from Florida. <laughs> but uh, she, uh, uh, I wouldn't be shocked if Pelosi brought her into the office, didn't have the cameras, nobody's going to find out about it, and said, here's the deal. Mm-hmm. If you keep this up, if you keep coming after me and the leadership and being doing this whole thing where you're the new face of the party, you're going to find yourself primary. You're exactly right. And they will be funded. And, and they will be funded. And they do it very well when they do it that they way. Do. I wouldn't be shocked if that's something that happened. So, Mom, because I know you're listening, I think it's a combination of those two things. But that's... She did, now she's doing the whole thing with the, she wants to get rid of the Electoral College. And she did an Instagram post about it. And she's driving through somewhere in the middle. I didn't see the whole thing. But she's driving through somewhere in the Midwest or whatever. Flyover country. Yeah. And it was like she was cutting an ad for why they lost in 2016 and are going to lose next year and didn't know it. Because she's saying, there's nobody here. And yet this place has electoral college votes. That's garbage. You know, it's racist. (laughs) And I'm sitting there going, you are telling the people that make the food that you buy at the organic co-op. That they don't count. That's the and that they're racist, by the way. Yeah, yeah. You, you are literally <laughs> demonstrating the reason why we do have an electoral college, is so that morons like you from Brooklyn can't go and tell people in the Dakotas who grow all the food that you eat, among other things, that they shouldn't count. If you like, this, it protects them from you. But this she is, doesn't understand that. This, I mean. This is the one point about this that, I mean, that you just have to make. With the Electoral College, you get rid of that. You can win a presidential election off of eight counties. With literally eight counties. You eight literally counties. do not have, you have to cover a couple of coastal areas in California, the New York metropolitan area, and that's it. And, and like, you can win yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And you can win it. If you, I mean, they literally could, you would find yourself in a situation, this is why it exists. I can't believe I have to explain this to people. It's but. really sad that you have to explain it. It's like the vaccine stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's, I'm like, really, you're an anti, I yeah. know there are some people listening who are anti-vaxxers, and I love you people. You know I love all of you, but come on, man. If yeah. You vaccinate your damn kids. It's like, do I have to explain these things? I mean, and it's the same thing know, about the Electoral College. You, it, you know, it's, it is. It's similar. It's like, this should be basic academic stuff. People that live outside the New York and Los Angeles and San Francisco metropolitan areas should be allowed to have influence. And it is, you know, and the truth is the electoral college is, is still very heavily weighted toward these high population blue states. It's not like California has a ton of electoral college. Absolutely. So when she's driving through Iowa going, this is crap, these people shouldn't count. I'm like, well, that's why that that's why we have it. It's because yeah, so it, those people should count. It's because people like you think that they shouldn't, and you're <laughs> an idiot. So if an idiot like you is saying they shouldn't count, that's why they count. Absolutely. And we should keep it. But 
So they've that that's anyway. I wanted to do that because my mom. Yeah, and it's been a little bit. There is some conspiracy. It showed up in the in the news cycle this week. That yep. where where has she been? So I thought I would just cover that real briefly. Uh, also point out that the economy uh, is not necessarily going to be something that the Democrats can run on. You know, when they're out there and they're saying, "Yeah, Trump inherited the Obama economy," that says to me what that they know the economy's doing well and they can't run on a bad economy. They've been openly rooting for recession for the last two weeks. Absolutely. Now. I've been hearing it everywhere. And that's MSNBC, messed up, man. That's, it's, I put that in the same ca- – it's not as bad as being happy that somebody died, which they're also doing now. It's not as bad as, as being an anti-Semite, which they're also doing. I mean, the Democratic Party is now the party of being glad that people are dead and hating Jews. I'm like, okay, that's an interesting start to 2020. Yeah, not so much. But then <laughs> I'm like, okay, so that's I mean, this kind of I think I feel like they're going dark. But okay, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. When did when did the Democrat Party turn into like a Tarantino movie? Um, like, yeah, you're, you're exactly right. That's what like they're just doing. there's just hate and death everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now they're openly rooting for a recession. I'm like, you realize that when you guys, if you get this win you think it's a win and the market uh you know the market had that 800 point drop uh, about 10 days ago and ended up uh coming back almost a thousand points and then it had a it had a bad day on friday but the economy is not struggling no it's really not uh trump's games with china i'm a little i am I'm a little appreh- more skeptical about it than you are but i know yeah. i'm apprehensive about it i know that he tends to be and we've said this before here on the last pod and other places that Trump is one of those guys that, and I, you know, I give him credit. I mean, like I said, he's an asshole, but this may be one of the great political gamesmanship experts in human history. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt, you know, and I'm not saying that I don't say that lightly because we're talking about a dude who went from a reality TV. This was a dude that had his face on water bottles, who is now the leader of the free world. Yeah. So he he's good at this. And every time he pulls a stunt like this thing he's doing with the terrorists in China, that we think, oh, man, you're going to tank the economy doing this is a mistake. It ends up working out. So it's I'm willing to admit that Trump may be playing a longer game than I can see because he's done that before. He sure. gets underestimated consistently. And the reality is that since he became president, things have gone Outside of all the social unrest, the truth is, from an economic standpoint, things are great, man. Absolutely. It things really, really is. are. And you don't even have to like him to admit that he, things are great. And when the Democrats are saying, we hope for a recession. And and you, uh, speaking of Bill Maher, we talked about him earlier celebrating David Koch's death. Bill Maher actually did that, too. He's like, I hope there's a recession. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. So you are willing to have a recession because that might help you beat Trump in 2020. But you're talking about people, man. Yeah, that's jobs. That's There's millions, millions of jobs. upon millions of people. There are 330 million Americans, uh, a great many of whom would suffer greatly were there to be another great recession. So when you say, I hope the economy tanks because that'll help me beat Trump, you're saying basically, I hope, uh, you know, tens of millions of people lose their livelihoods. Yeah. I mean, how many senior citizens end up losing their retirements just because you want to win a damn election? That's and their homes. A, I mean, it's, yeah. That's not a person that I would trust in a position of leadership. Someone that would be willing to throw a hundred million Americans under the bus or into bread lines in order to what? Be president? I would think that to be president would be to. And I know that Trump's goal as president is to not serve the people. It's to burnish his own Trumpness. Exactly. Okay? But if you're willing to say, "I want people to suffer." You know, because then I can be more famous or more powerful. That's not somebody I'm comfortable saying I trust you in that position. I mean, and this goes right back to the Coke stuff, too. You know, I mean, yeah. you're openly rooting that he burns in hell. <laughs> and now you want a recession where people can lose their jobs and lose their homes. Yeah. Just and stop. Trump, his whole week was a little weird. We had the, uh, you know, the market did its fluctuation things. I'm not that concerned about that because profit taking these days. The market's disconnect from the real economy is, I think, pretty profound at this point. Whether or not people are willing to admit that or ever are, I don't know. But as a general, if you look at a general, as, you know, just a bigger picture of the economy, yeah. things like unemployment are at record lows. If you are black, you are more likely to be gainfully employed now than you ever have been. In the entire history of In the, of the history United of the, the last time, and this is, a, this is going to get us in trouble, but I'm going to say it, and I'm not trying... I, I feel like I have to preface this. If you are a black American, you are more likely to be working now than any time since 1865. And that's crazy. And that was back when you didn't have a choice. 
Yeah. So, yeah, okay. I'd be like, did Ben just say it's as good? It, no, slavery no. was not good. I don't it's mean not it that good way. At all. I mean that the last time that the African-American population was employed at this level, they didn't have a choice. There are still strides to come in. Like, uh, of course. Pool, like a race relations. We're not trying to downplay but anything by like that. and large, but things for everybody in the country from an economic perspective are better in some cases than they have ever been. Lack Latino unemployment is at, a, at record well, lows. African-American unemployment is at record lows. Women's unemployment is at record lows. Women are now making more than they ever did during the Obama administration. I'll say that. Uh, when you say I want a recession, you're telling all of those people whose lives have improved, whether they want to credit Trump or not, whether Trump even deserves that credit. You're saying I am willing to see you lose this yeah. so that I can. So what? That Elizabeth Warren can be president. If somebody like that actually gets into the White House, do you really honestly think that they will suddenly revert to caring about you? No, they're not. No. I mean, obviously, you are farthest from their minds. You are literally a pawn in this game that they're playing. Trump may be also be gaming the whole system, but at least his version of it involves making people wealthy. Trump likes the idea of being credited for other people's success, but at least he likes at least it's because he wants credit for success. The Democrats are out there wanting credit for failure. Yeah, that to me is not and. You know, they're out there right now because he's over in Europe for the G7 meeting, and they're trying to make a thing out of that. You know, oh, you know, Europe's economy's not doing that great. And I'm like, well, that's well, a them problem. Tell me again why I should care about that. I mean, yeah. okay, I'm sorry that the French economy is having trouble, but the French economy is having trouble because they have had way too many socialists in power for way too long, and they've flooded their country with immigrants who are actually working actively to damage them from the inside. No, that's no. their problem, not mine. Yeah, that's... And they that's, did that to themselves. That, by the way, is what the Democrats are trying to do to us, and not just economically, but immigrate from an immigration standpoint. It's sad. It really is. And fine, but when they lose next fall... And, and they will. And I think, barring some... It's we're almost at a point now where it's going to be like, Trump's going to need to be caught with the... It's going to be the old live boy or dead girl thing. Yeah. You know, he's almost unbeatable at this. If if the election were held this fall, he would kill them. Oh, really? He really would. He would. Re and I'm not saying It would that. be 1972 all over again. I, I would really go would. ahead and say we are approaching, barring a major setback or turn of fortune. And I'm, you know I'm not that big a Trump fan. No. I respect the man's ability to play this game. I also understand that his... His heart is not in it for the people. His heart is in it for Trump. And we've talked about that. But uh, you got to admit, the guy has been, uh, at least he wants us to win. No doubt. But uh, if they were to have the election this fall, and we'll say, okay, Biden-Warren. Okay, maybe that's the ticket. I don't know. Good whoever. God. But just uh, whoever it might be. <laughs> My Trump, head just started to spin there, Ben. I'm it sorry. Would be, it, would be, it would be like Reagan-Mondale 84. Yeah. They might get one state, maybe two. Gosh. They could get Massachusetts because the Massachusetts people will show up for Warren. They can't even get Minnesota anymore. You remember 1972, the only state that McGovern won was Minnesota. Let me point out that and in 1984, the only state that Mondale won was Minnesota because he was from by Minnesota. By the way, those are trending red now. Have you seen their well, more purple? Ilhan Omar is damaging them. In uh, Minnesota. In, in severe ways. They're finally coming out of the... Well, because you've yeah. got her, and they sort of built that district for her, and they flooded the city of Minneapolis with Somali immigrants, and so they built her a district. Sure. Ilhan Omar is going to be like Rosa DeLauro 30 years from now. She'll just have always been there, and nobody understands why. Yeah. Yeah, they built her a district in Connecticut. Rosa DeLauro is still in the U.S. House of Representatives. And it's like, oh, God, this is sad now. But this is the state of Walter Mondale and Hubert Humphrey, and it might turn red. She's business. pushing the rest of the state out. It's like they're just turning Minneapolis. It's, it reminds me of Georgia a lot. You've got this yeah. blue island of Atlanta, and then they go outside. Like Stacey Abrams learned the hard way. You go outside the city limits, and all of a sudden you find yourselves in a hostile territory. You're exactly right. Now you can do like Stacey Abrams did and just invent new places that don't exist and say, I'm number one there. <laughs> What was it, Glasgow County? Glasgow County. I'm like, yeah. there is no Glasgow County. Wow, you're racist for saying it. No, Stacy, we're not racist. And if that's your response, I'm not surprised you lost by 70,000 votes. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's happening elsewhere. And were the election to be held this fall, and I will say it again, no matter who they came up with, 
no matter how woke they are, no matter how many Antifa demonstrators fill the streets, no matter how many uh, Bill Maher monologues and Hollywood stars show up on Twitter and say whatever, Trump would beat whoever they could come up with like Mondale law. He would beat him like Reagan beat Mondale, like Nixon beat McGovern. More like Reagan would beat Mondale, though, because uh, he wouldn't have to cheat like Nixon did. I know that upset you, but he did. You know he did. He he did. Nixon was a yeah, he cheated a little bit. Why can't I bring up old stuff? Seriously. I know. All right. I wanted to do a couple of other things real quick before we – oh, and by the way, because the last pot on the right, we are now in football season. Yes, A couple of quick notes here. Um, don't forget about the email. And I'm going to just mention real quick that, uh, Denny and Linda, uh, had some, had some notes about, um, AOC and I hope we covered those for you guys. And we always appreciate your email. And the hog was back this week. Love the hog. Love the, love us some hog, uh, Bill, you the man, and we love you. And, uh, we're going to be talking football in a minute here. Bill is a Packer backer. Uh Oh, and uh, I think he's going to have a longer season. He he's he's going to have a long season. A uh, couple of quick things, just quick notes that I didn't want to get too far into that I just thought were funny. Barack Obama has bought the Grosbeck estate on Martha's Vineyard for $14 million. Oh, that's nice. Uh, Barack that Obama nice. has never had a private sector job and can afford a $14 million house. It's <laughs> worth noting for a couple of reasons. One, it's not lost on me that Republicans get wealthy and then go into politics. Democrats go into politics and get then get wealthy. That should bother you. Yes, it really should. Barack Obama was a community organizer. Then he was a state representative. Then he was a U.S. senator. Then he was president. Now he can afford to buy a, a, a literally an eight-figure homestead That's in one of the most exclusive places in the world. Yeah. That should ring some bells. Also, I feel like if Barack Obama's dropping eight figures on a joint on Martha's Vineyard, which is an island in the Atlantic Ocean— uh, that I kind of feel like maybe that global warming thing isn't as bad as they said. Yeah, you're probably right. Because if the sea levels are rising like Obama says they are, then you wouldn't think he would buy an island house. Exactly. But uh, granted, he is Barack Obama, so he he may actually have convinced himself he can part the seas like Moses. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like you were, he goes. You know, they get on these private jets and they they fly around the world dropping. God knows how much CO2 in the atmosphere to tell us that we we're dropping too much CO2 in the atmosphere. It's unbelievable. And then they say, well, they, you know, the sea levels are going to rise. We're all going to die within a decade. And then he buys. I'm just saying, if I thought that this house was going to be underwater in 10 years, I wouldn't spend eight figures to own it. That's the whole hypocrisy of those. Debates. It really is. You know, they want really us is. to uh, they want us to be more green and do more yeah. this and that and I'm, the other. I'm not and allowed to buy with their private you. jets. It's yeah. like uh, the... It's like uh, the Rosie O'Donnell thing back in the day with the gun. Oh, like, yeah. We did have a gun note for this week as well. Uh-oh, there we go. Before that was we a nice segue. You like that. Well, there's a gun show in Savannah this week. We're tape, we tape the last pot on the right. It comes to you. is taped live before a studio audience in Savannah, Georgia. Uh, there's a gun show this weekend. And nice. they, they just had one of the hate groups. I can't remember if it was Every Town or Mom's Demand or both of them. But one of the hate groups had one of their little confiscate all the guns meet rallies in Savannah last week. And then uh, a couple of city officials said, well, we are we need to take the lead on guns. And I'm like, you guys are city councilmen. I don't give a crap what you say about guns. You have no power. On Again, this with this stuff, every time there's a national <laughs> issue, the city council of Savannah well, tries to get in some foolishness. I'm like, what are you I'm doing? Like, what are you, Stop. Like, you guys don't have enough going on. And let me just say, if you're a Savannian or you are a, a member of the local city officialdom here, guys, you, you, you're not that... I think we can all agree you're not that good at your jobs locally. Maybe you stay out of the focus on the local stuff because exactly. we've got problems here and you guys aren't handling it. And then next day, I mean, I don't want to hear a city councilman tell me what he thinks. How many rounds a magazine for my AR should be? Like. <laughs> I, I don't care what you say about it, but they were out there doing that. And uh, um, I would just want to throw a couple of. <laughs> I wasn't going to go to the gun show, but maybe I will just throw a couple ducats in the old gun industry's bucket. There but, you uh, go. Uh, they're saying out there, you know, all these things. And um, somebody who took a shot at the NRA and they're, oh, the amount of money the NRA puts into politics. And I'm like, you realize the NRA puts about a tenth what the abortion industry does into politics. So if you really bother by what the NRA's influence over American politics, then go take a look at Planned Parenthood. No doubt. And keep in mind that the gun industry, uh, you know, even if you were to believe the nonsense that guns are self-aware and can go kill people without people holding them, uh, guns don't always kill people. 
but abortion almost always does. Always does. I mean, you're talking about, you're pretty close to a 100% fatality rate with abortion. <laughs> Meanwhile, my guns are upstairs, and to the best of mine, unless they're playing a really long game, I'm sure, pretty sure they're not doing anything right no, now. No, they're just, are they yeah, could they're be, up there chilling. They could be plotting against me. <laughs> they probably are. They probably are right now. It's, they probably is. Like, the next time I open a safe, they're just going to jump out. <laughs> but see, that's the thing is, it's, it's the... The, you know, the, the logic is just not there, but I just wanted to mention that because I know the gun industry is in town in, uh, um, yeah, I had some social media discussions. It was on Facebook. Yeah. And I, I you know, the, the amount of misinformation that people believe about firearms and firearm rights, it makes it almost impossible to have a legitimate discussion with them. Be like, well, did you know that you could fire? Yeah, the AR-15 has a has a rate of fire of, of 900 rounds per minute. I'm like, 900 pounds, rounds per minute? Right. If, I mean, you're talking, there are very few firearms on the planet, and they're usually attached to fighter jets yeah. that can do that. I mean, point your finger and make like the trigger pull. Now do that repeatedly for a minute. You can't. You're going to get tired. You're exactly right. So it's like, it's just dumb to even say that. But they say stuff like that. And I think, man, you guys belie your own argument. You say like, oh, you know, the AR-15 did it. I had an AR-15 for 15 years. I have put thousands of rounds through that weapon. I have never even aimed it at another human being. So ultimately, either they're saying that um, I'm just, I guess, a, a mass murderer in waiting, or I've been misusing my AR. I'm like, <laughs> no, neither. You don't need an AR. Well, <laughs> I don't need a lot of things. No, you don't. I could probably go I with a smaller television, but you know what? I like a big TV. I like a big TV. I, I could go with a twenty a Ruger ten twenty two, but I like my AR. <laughs> you ain't gonna have it. Uh, there was a couple other things I wanted to maybe real quickly wanted to mention Hong Kong because that's a thing. It is a thing. It's that's a very a, big thing. That is a real thing out there that there have the the people of Hong Kong are and and keep in mind when the Chinese took if, if some of you are too young to remember this. Some of our last pod listeners are young, and I'm I'm cool sure. with that. In 1999, the Brits turned Hong Kong back over to the Chinese. It had been a British British colony for centuries. The Brits finally went, okay, you guys can have it back. Yep. And if you don't know, for those of you who don't know where, and I'm surprised, quite a few people don't seem to realize exactly where Hong Kong is. Sure. Hong Kong is not some island in the Indian Ocean. Hong it's Kong is right there. Is literally, a, it's it's attached to China. Sure. It's right there. There is the an coast. island there. But yeah. It's China, and so the Brits gave it back, and at the time, everyone's like, oh, God, I hope the Chinese aren't going to go to Tiananmen Square on these guys, and they didn't. They let it kind of do its own thing. You could still, as an American, you could go to, like, Hong Kong, and, like, you go, you could still go to Macau and gamble. I mean, the Chinese yeah. didn't come down there, but they started to more recently, and the people of Hong Kong are like, you know what? We want out. You know, we, we put together, it was almost miraculous. You had this spectacular, thriving economy next to this gray communist dump for literally decades. Decades, yeah. And then the Chinese took over and people thought, oh God, they're going to ruin Hong Kong. And they didn't. Um, but they started to kind of lean into them. The China, and the Hong Kong people were like, we want out. I'm actually surprised it took this long for them to get At over there. At this moment, as we are recording, there are thousands upon thousands of people in the streets of Hong Kong waving American flags, demanding freedom. And it just occurred, and, and apropos nothing, and I know you got other, we got other stuff we got to do, uh, and you've got other stuff you got to do besides listening to this podcast. Uh, but I would point out to you that if I was Trump, instead of going to the G7 and sticking my thumb in in the French's ear and being yeah. like, ha, you suck, and they do. Uh, <laughs> let me be oh, clear yeah, about they're arguing that. They do, in fact, suck. <laughs> uh, I would be talking to you know, President Chi over in China going, hey, listen, um, West Coast of the United States for Hong Kong, straight up. What do you say? Absolutely. Tradesies? Absolutely. <laughs> Bring You can have well, this side. We'll have that. Awesome. Yeah. You've got these Antifa thugs. I mean, these guys are terrorists. They're yeah. wandering around Portland with hammer and sickle flags, you know, beating the crap out of people, being a little communist. They're actual communists. Meanwhile, over in Hong Kong, they're out there with American flags singing the Star Spangled Banner. I'm like, hey, why don't we just trade? I still don't get it. I mean, we proved communism doesn't work, right? I, I mean, communism why? Pr itself proves yes. it doesn't work. I mean, how many bread lines do you have to stand in? How many you do you have to have? This doesn't appear to be working. It's not a great idea, folks. What's your? I don't think you know what you mean when you fly that flag. Uh, communism, and I, I've, I've said this before. It's a little bit academic, but uh, communism to me is, and they say you know because they were not communists or socialists. 
Socialism is communism with like suede elbow patches, <laughs> tenure. Yeah. Socialism is what college professors who are actually communists call communism because they don't want to say they're communists. Exactly. But it's really, it's all just fascism. Yeah. It's all just you completely cede control of your life to the state. It's always a bad idea. If you really say, if you're a 19 year old and you're out there letting your freak flag fly and hey, go have fun because you're 19. Exactly. And this is the time. I go have all the fun you want. When I was 19, the last thing I'd want to be doing is put on a mask and getting the crap kicked out of me by the Proud Boys in Portland, Oregon. Why would you want to do that? I'm like, you like fun. You know, there's girls. You should, <laughs> you should go talk to them. Get out of your parents' basement. Yeah, seriously, get a life. But also, you know, ser- there's this is approximate. This is probably the last time in your life that you're going to be able to have that kind of fun on someone else's nickel, and you're spending it getting the crap kicked out of you by <laughs> by right wing guys in Portland, Oregon. Maybe you should consider a lo- another line of work. <laughs> there's and, no way to live a life. And by the way, <laughs> yeah, this does not pay. <laughs> there's only so many sociology professorships at universities, so most yeah. of you are going to not only be unemployed but unemployable. All right, I want to jump out of that because we got about five minutes left. We have to do this. It uh, football is here, baby. It is, thank God. Football is here, Woo-hoo! and uh, to Bill the Hog, uh, the Packer backer, I'll put this out there: you guys are not going to win your division this year. Aaron Rodgers is already. I'm not sure Aaron Rodgers plays a full season. No, he is already starting. I mean, they just got a new coach. Everybody's like, well, they got a new coach. It's going to be great. We might as well stop talking about it here on the last pod on the right because the hog just threw his computer across. The oh, room. I'm sure he did. He's not even listening anymore. He's already having problems with the new coach. I'm like, I thought you yeah. just had problems with the last coach. What's your deal, man? I'm not 100% that the thing that happened in Winnipeg this week uh, had to do with the field as much as maybe they're not sure that, that uh, they can risk Rodgers in any kind of situation i'm not sure that he can play a full season and yeah they've got some decent backups and they've got some talent on that team oh, they, they do. do they have uh uh devante uh not devante uh, devante adams, Devontae adams yes. uh is a top five receiver uh and i got they got a couple of guys in their in their backing crew guys like scantling uh, mm-hmm. uh these guys can play they got some decent tailbacks are they cam uh, but I don't think the Pat, I think the Vikings are the class of that division. Yeah, I'm actually going with the Bears this year in that division. I really like them a lot. Yeah, well, I like Trubisky. He's great. One guy on yeah. that team changed that team. Khalil Mack. No doubt. When Khalil, Khalil Mack, Mack came is over, so good. He is so Khalil good. Khalil Mack is almost Lawrence Taylor level good. He is the best linebacker in football for a long that time. That is the best defensive player in football, period, right now. And he was so overshadowed when he had to be in Oakland. And they let him go for a song. John Gruden screwed that up. Oh, every conceivable God. way. But uh, yeah, NFC Central, you look at Chicago, you look at Khalil Mack, and you say, that's the best defensive player in the league right now. Uh, he makes them a contender just because he's there. No doubt. And Trubisky's not bad. Uh, I like the rushing attack this year. I really do. Yeah. I think Montgomery's going to play pretty good ball. And, you know, Tariq Cohen may be four foot three. Yeah, but he can still run the football. Well, apparently, well, he can catch the football out of the backfield. <laughs> he, and he apparently he's so short that they have trouble finding him. Because that dude <laughs> pops out of the line. And you're like, where did he come from? What? But he's he's like, I mean, what is he? He's, they list him at 5'8", which means he's probably like 5'6". 5'2", yeah, 3", maybe. <laughs> it's like Muggsy Bogues <laughs> with an extra 10 pounds of muscle on him. No doubt. But I tell you what, he can play ball back there. Uh, and uh, you know, Allen Robinson, he's got some, he's got some game in front of him. Uh, as a Giants fan, I can honestly say that barring some very impressive, uh, unless Eli puts it together because he's afraid Daniel Jones is going to take his job. Basically, we're Saquon and a hope and a prayer this year. Well, you know, you and I were Not talking about about like although Evan team. Ingram's a good uh, a good tight end. I, losing I do o- like Evan Ingram. Losing OBJ is going to hurt us bad. Losing Landon Collins is going to hurt us bad. We're in trouble. Well, you guys were talking. You know, you and I were talking about like a, about like on my team last night. I'm I'm like I'm You're a Falcons, Falcons fan. Guy, I know. And you were saying to me that Julio Jones is not no the best the receiver guy. on the roster. I, and I think you're right. I until, think it's Calvin Ridley. Until this year, until this year, uh, we have we have 90 seconds to go. Wow. Uh, the peanut gallery it's in the building. It's been fun today, hasn't it? Yeah, the peanut gallery in the building is like, I hate football. Uh, the peanut gallery would be Mrs. Me. Yes. She's the voice. The first voice you hear during our intro is actually my wife. And the voice of reason in this house. Yeah, pretty much. But <laughs> she doesn't like football, so she's already bored. I'm like, honey, you're going to have to wait 90 more seconds. Real quick, as we go around the league, Giants are going to be terrible. Uh, the Falcons, Julio Jones, I don't even know if he's the best receiver on his team. Anymore. And I don't know if they're more than 8-8. Eight and eight, So I think it's possible that Calvin Ridley is the best receiver on that team. Now. Yeah, you're right. Uh, okay, real quick, because we got a minute to go. 
right now, you, who's playing in the Super Bowl this year? Um, I think it's the Patriot or, or, or no, Patriot? sorry, the Chiefs and the Rams. Chiefs and the Rams. Yeah. I was gonna say uh, Bear, Chiefs and Bears. But I'm going to go ahead and say the Rams still have a shot because they're actually very good football. I know what happened during the season last year when it kind of fell apart. And I, you talked about this yesterday with me that Cooper Cup's absence from that team hurt them. And he's back and he's yeah, healthy. He is. And they have an amazing squad. Yeah. I mean, they have so much talent on offense. It's almost stupid. Yep. You've got three all-pro potential wide receivers. You've got, uh, uh, obviously, Gurley in the backfield. Absolutely. Uh, look out for the Cleveland Browns. Oh, Look out for the Cleveland Browns. I'm not saying they're a Super Bowl team, but look out Baker. for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, they're going to win their division this year, and they may actually go into the playoffs kind of deep. Uh, real quick, NCAA, because they start this weekend. Who is your national champion right now? Who? Who? Dogs. Really? Yes, sir. You're not doing that just because you're a dog I guy? really don't. That offensive line is going to throw away so much of the problems. They're going to be great. Closing out the last part on the right, you're going to hear Ben Crystal say it right here. Ladies and gentlemen, Clemson's going to repeat. Oh, you're out you're out there on the ledge, aren't and you? And I'm an Notre Dame fan, but Clemson's <laughs> gonna repeat. And yeah, oh yeah, I'm really sticking my neck out of there. All right, kids, it's been fun. Patrick, it's been so much fun. You Thank here, you man. so much Thanks for having me. In. I appreciate cool. it. Yeah. Mikey will be back next week here on the last pod on the right. I want to thank all of you for joining us. Don't forget, check out the website, laststopontheright.com, through which you can email us at your ledger. Social media at last stop OTR on Twitter. That's at last stop OTR on Twitter. The last stop on the right has a Facebook group. It is very active. We are responsive there. So we'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to check out all the kids at KLRN. Proud to be a part of their family. Love their family. Yes, sir. And, uh, um, they, of course, are, we're available on, along with the rest of the KLRN, KLRN family, are available on all, literally all of the major and even some of the minor podcasting platforms. So let us hear from you. Tune into the rest of the guys and kids. Until next week, this has been the last pod on the right. Y'all keep it short grass. <laughs>